your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday edition of Lacrosse Talk PM. You can only imagine what we'll talk about. Probably marble racing. For those of you that are starved for sports, I suggest just Googling marble racing. It's very satisfying to watch. I only watched one, but it was like, wow, this is, I was into it. It A couple minute video of of a bunch of marbles rolling down a hill of sand and different trails. And it was pretty cool. Never knew. Who'd have thunk it? 608-785-7914. The Sugarloaf 4 talking text line. If you want to text in, call. Give me uh, ways you're passing the time. Ways you're uh, filling the void. That would be your maybe work, your job, or um, just in general that you can't go out and hang out with friends. You have to do that remotely or not at all. Did you buy like a PlayStation? (laughs) Pass the time that way. Uh, Order Netflix, Hulu, any of those. Just upgrade. I'm going to get all of the streaming services. Uh, a couple of minutes, I'm going to talk with a friend of mine, Luke Ackerson. He's a elementary elementary student. He's an elementary teacher at State Road, State Road Elementary in, in La Crosse. Uh, obviously, they closed schools, so teachers are having to go through a bit of a transition. And uh, also, students had to go home, right? Like, why are we leaving? It's... It's March. What's going on? So talk with him about that a little bit. And phone is ringing. So I think number three is calling in. Number three, how's it going? Are you going to be all right, pal? I'm I'm good. Gas is like $1.50 a gallon now that I got this car that gets 40 miles a gallon. I'm never going to make oh. my money back. That's why I was calling you about your new car now. Did you find the windshield wipers on it? Uh, yeah, there's even a back windshield wiper. I found that, too. Oh, you really went with that extra thing. <laughs> and then did you find the defrosters? Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of buttons for defrosters right there on the, on the panel. I found them right away. It was the first thing I found. And the heater, you found that? That took a little bit longer, but yes, turny knob thingy, yep. Okay, well, I think you're all set to go now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got it under control. I even got the backs uh, suited up for Millie, so Millie's riding in the back now. Oh, she can't ride up in front shotgun. No, she's pretty big. She's not fat, oh. but she's a big dog, and sitting up there isn't uh, how, very. How's your, how's your girlfriend like the car? Oh, she wants to trade. No, she actually she doesn't. She likes it though. She does like it. Yeah. Better than the pickup truck. Um, I'm not sure. I don't I don't know if she wants to go there. She might not want to offend me one way or the other. Okay, well, do whatever she wants to do. Keep her happy. How are you doing with social distancing? Are you uh are you getting getting along? Well, yeah, my wife went in and had surgery Monday. She had a new knee put in, so I'm a surely homemaker. Oh, okay. You know, I yeah. do housework around the house and take her into her treatments and that so i've been pretty busy i think uh i think 
Well, elective surgeries were just uh, in Minnesota. They, they're canceling those. So it's only a matter of time before stuff like that just gets canceled. I well, think, she so. had a bad knee. She had to get that done because she's uh, going to power rake the yard when the weather gets dry. Yeah, definitely. Do you, yeah, well, you better. Her, yeah. her knee will be good and she can power rake it for well, me. She's got a power rake, so it won't be that hard. As long as she doesn't have to oh, regular rake. She's still got to walk behind it and push it a little oh. bit, you know. Oh, rig it up behind a, a tractor. I tried doing that years ago, so I didn't have to push it, but it just don't work, Rick. No. So anyway, I'm glad you got that new car and uh, <laughs> uh, go someplace where they got a pickup service, so you can go out and eat once in a while. Yeah, we're gonna get. Uh, I think pizza tonight. I'm gonna have a <laughs> drive-in pizza. Well, there well, you go. Carry out. Well, carry out, not drive-in, but carry out. Maybe you can find an outdoor movie theater to go to too, seeing the movies are closed up. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I wonder if that business is thriving. That's a good idea. We should maybe do that. In town. I heard out in California, the guy's business doubled. There's only 305 of them left in the United States. Yeah, is there is there one in is there one in Wisconsin? I know there used to be one in the Dells, I think, but I'm not sure anymore. There used to be one in uh, Sparta, but I think the guy closed it up because nobody come anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, who wants to drive to Sparta? All right, thanks okay, for the well, call. You keep your powder dry, and I'm real proud of you. Okay, thanks. I don't know why he's proud of me, but I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. All right, uh, 608-785-7914. Gary texted in. He said he's taking the dog on lots of rides, lots of car rides with this puppy. Uh, okay, so and, and then, um, yep, there's another text about something. It just says, I, I, I see the word liberal, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good reading that one. Um, all right, we're going to hit news. Come back. I'm going to call my friend Luke. Ask him how uh, how the teachers are doing, and we'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to shoot me a text, 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf 4 Talk and Text Line. On the phone with me now, State Road, 4th grade elementary teacher, Luke Ackerson. How's it going, Luke? I'm well. How are you? I'm as well as I can be, I guess. I think that's what the guy says uh, on the show after me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how? So obviously, you guys last day of school was Tuesday, and I, I guess how was how was that day with you, you and the students, and you know it was kind of you know everything is just kind of like up in the air. But I, I guess you might not see that those students again as you you know you had like this relationship for a whole year with them, and then it's abruptly ended. Yeah, actually, I think the Monday and Tuesday were some of the more stressful days as a teacher for me, um, just because you don't really know. I mean, you're preparing for things. You're trying to get the kids prepared for school online, but we're, we aren't quite ready. You know, we have only two days to do it. And so it was just really nerve-wracking, and you're trying to teach the kids, okay, this is the direction we're going to go. So you're trying to teach them how to use technology, which in a way that they haven't really used it before. So it was, it was kind of stressful, but at the same time, it, I think this this can also be good for some of them, you know, and we, we want the kids to, you know, find love of learning by themselves. And I'm, I've been pretty proud of my kids. I've had almost all of them have gone on and done some activity so far with what we've sent out in the, in the last three days. So, yeah, so, and I guess really, though, it's, it's just kind of stressful. You know, as a teacher, you go in because of the relationships, and now you have to do it through a computer. So... Yeah, and then, and you have fourth graders, which is a pretty fun fun age group, right? And then, 
Um, you you mentioned you have to show them how to you know use some of this technology. I feel like a lot of fourth graders are going to go home and have to show their parents how to use technology because because at fourth grade they probably know more than than a lot of us. Yeah, well, just because you know, the the way they use technology is totally different. You know, the educational apps that we're sending them, their parents haven't ever seen before. So, um, there's a lot of questions. We've had some parent questions, and you know, they're overwhelmed just as much as the kids are with this because it's it's new to them. But I think that's the great thing too with this is that being, you know, we're still working. Uh, our teachers are still working and responding to emails and contacting parents and making sure that their kids are set up for however long this goes. And, you know, um, I know that the, my fourth grade team communicates on the regular of, okay, what are, what are we going to do to keep, you know, this core group and, and whatnot engaged? And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's different tactics, but it's also the collaboration that the lacrosse school district prides itself in. And, and so we're, we're doing the best that we can with what we have. I'm going to forget the exact meme but I saw it yesterday. It was like day three of homeschooling, and I'm I'm kind of I'm, I can't deal with it anymore. Teachers deserve a billion dollars a year, or at least a billion dollars a week. Have you seen that meme? And, and <laughs> just, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that one. I, I got that one. I got that one sent to me actually by a parent. Um, and I was like, yeah, well, I I, I think you're a, you're a parent, so you're dealing with the, with it. You you've been able to deal with it for as long as you've had children, so I I think you get you're getting not giving yourself enough credit. Um, yeah. And you know, like obviously you, during a regular day, you're getting the kids for seven, eight hours a day. And then at home, maybe the, the, the parental interaction, like are your parents emailing you after school on a regular, when school was regular, how often has that jumped by like a thousand percent now that, that parents are at home with their kids all the time, trying to, trying to get them, you know, up to speed, trying to teach them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's really important, and the communication between parents and and teachers is, you know, to get them. We we want that as a teacher. You know, it's it's a partnership and whatnot. But oh, definitely. I mean, there are times where I tell them I'm going to check, I'm going to make sure I check my emails at nine, eleven, uh, one, and three. But I I check them more often than that. But it's so that they know. And then I check them occasionally at night, but at the same time, I want to respect the parents as well. Um, but I kind of set up office hours now, and so it changes a little bit things, but I just tell them I'll be prompt with it. But I, I can't imagine what the parents are going through at home as well. So, And, it, you know, how much... Uh... Do you get to talk? Are you doing anything like online videos where maybe you're just, hey, kids, you know, give them a little update so they could see their teacher and and maybe you give them some kind of like project to do. But you do it uh, online where they can hit play and, and, and see you. Yeah, um, I, I actually sent out a video. And, uh, the hard thing is just some, the way that Google works is they have to approve that video. So sometimes it takes time where I had like half my class like, well, this video is not working. And then the other class is like, well, it's working for me. I'm like, oh, great. You know, and so that's the hard part is we don't have this foolproof method yet um, to share this information with them. And it's not only them in the same time uh, span, but I I check in with them every once in a while. I I sent them a video the other day of me walking into school and it was dead silent. And I threw out a little meme of, you know, the Frozen 2, her singing or whatever. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, so I try to have fun with it and show it to the kids that, you know, this can, we can still enjoy ourselves and have fun during this time. So, I think the uh, the grant, you know, just the the general thought when when you think about kids in school would be like, 
from a kid's perspective, it'd be like, yay, no more school. I can, you know, summer is going to be longer. And I just like, I get to, I don't have to go in and, you know, go into school in the mornings anymore. And maybe that happens for older kids, but were, were your kids, are you feeling that now? Did you feel that Monday and Tuesday? And then since then, maybe your kids have contacted you in different ways and, and just expressed how sad they are that they don't get to come to school and, and, and see everybody and you. I mean, after three days, no, but like I said, I've, I've had really good participation on my, uh, my Google classroom form. And, um, we, we've got a padlet out there that the kids are doing work. It, it's uh, just a platform of where their daily work is so that they know it's a scheduling thing of, okay, I need to do this, this, this. So that's all planned for them. And we, we've had good participation, but you know, with that too, is I think some, some kids rely on school. They, they want to be in the school and that's kind of where their friends are and it gets them away from home and, is their safe place, and so that 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 can be hard for them. And I, I know there are some students in in the school that definitely need that. And now that they don't have it, I'm sure it's very very hard on them. But it, it's hard on us too. You know, we the reason we go into education is to you know make a difference in children's lives and make them better and try to push them to be better themselves. And it's it's just a, a different way that we are doing about doing it right now. We're speaking well, with Luke is, again. Like this is this is why I didn't like online online classes in college because I wanted that face to face interaction. So you know, there's kids that don't like it, but yeah, definitely. Uh, talking with Luke Ackerson, fourth grade teacher at State Road Elementary. Uh, just a couple minutes here left, Luke. Uh, do you do you? Uh, what are some of the what are some of the maybe more unique ways that you're getting kids to participate? Yeah, obviously you have to send them stuff online. Is there like can can you do stuff that okay they're not in the classroom they're just at home so this is a cool like a little bit different way they can learn that you actually wouldn't do in the classroom? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it this just gives us more opportunities to use resources that are online. I mean, I, I feel like the all the educational departments and programs online have really come together to offer free services during this time. And they've done a nice job where now we can really try them and let the kids go out and try them a little bit more and um, navigate them and do some self-learning. So yeah, there, there is, there's a lot of programs that are enabling the children to, you know, motivate themselves and try some learning that maybe isn't a fourth grade curriculum, but maybe that's something that interests them. So yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think this is this is a it's it's unique. You know, it's this is. I think we can't think of it as just negative. Is that we're allowing kids to try these resources that might provoke them to go down a direction that they might not have ever thought before. So there is that. Um, a couple apps on education.com and coding and but some some. I, I mean, YouTube can be your best friend if it's if it's appropriate. So we always send out some discussion questions of social emotional learning and and how things are making them feel and making sure that they're sharing with us through Google Docs and through Google, you know, um, Hangouts and stuff that, you know, that they're doing all right. I got a, Luke, I got a text here. I got a text here from Adam that says, uh, hi, Rick, I can't speak for all fourth grade parents, but I'm in my 30s and I think I know how to get an iPad working properly for my kid, LOL. So I'm not giving parents enough credit, but I'm I'm saying like kids uh kids probably know uh, a, a little bit know a little bit more about technology or maybe just different ways to use technology than than parents would. I know of than me for sure. 
Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, we weren't saying that the parents didn't know how to use the iPad. It's just, you know, the educational apps and the platforms that come with it are a little bit different than what they're probably used to. And it's hard. You know, I'm sure that they can figure it out. But also at the same time, with, with all these overloads and people trying to get on the same apps and stuff, I'm sure the servers are sometimes not, you know, feeding it well. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, you mentioned obviously with parents is important. You mentioned, obviously, the, the kids are not there anymore, and, and some of them depend on that school. Is your school doing anything in, in terms of uh, breakfast, lunch, where, where kids can get that, or or, or do, are you directing them somewhere to do that? Yeah, actually, the lacrosse school district has done a wonderful job of, um, they have, I believe, 30 sites out there. So the, the, the lunch ladies to do a breakfast, um, they, I believe they're calling them the, the breakfast road warriors, and um, they're... They they get breakfast ready and they deliver them to sites where where kids eighteen and under can go and pick them up, and no no charge or anything. So the school districts do not that, and then they also do a lunch for them. So they they get in there to go right ways working them with them on it, and it's it's just a great it's a great way for the, our district to to make sure that our kids are being fed. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Um, and then as a teacher, are you are you going to school or do you just, do you have to stay home or can you go into the school and do anything? Um, we don't have to go into school. I know that there, I had an IEP meeting on Wednesday where um, our school psychologist did a nice job, and we did it all online. I go into the school because I feel more productive that way, and I, I know that I'm going to stay, you know, my attention is going to be on uh, making sure that I can give resources and be productive. I set up parent meetings where they can come to the school and pick up work, um, and then we, I bring it out to them if they want any extra. So. I like to spend my time in school, and but we'll see how long that lasts. You know, they might just say, "No, you can't go anymore." So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I totally understand that. Like all this work from home, and then and then there's so many distractions at home that 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 keep you from actually doing work. So, yeah, right, yep. All right, uh, well, Luke. Thanks a lot for for putting up with me here for a couple of minutes, and um, you know, <laughs> keep keep at it, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Rick. Have a great night. All right, see ya. Uh, that's Luke Ackerson, um, State Road Elementary teacher, fourth grade, uh, joining me. Uh, also, very competitive volleyball player. So, and a, he's a UWL assistant track coach as well. So, um, all right, we're going to hit Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back. I'm going to hopefully get a hold of, let's see here, the Cooley Region Humane Society is supposed to call me when we come back. So, that'll be fun. We'll talk about, we'll talk about what they're doing and what maybe we can do. To, to help out in that regard, I think maybe pets can help us better than we can help pets at this point, as my dog Millie is laying on the other side of the studio. All right, I will be back in a minute. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, shoot me a text, 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford Talk and Text Line. On the phone now with me, Executive Director of the Cooley Region Humane Society, Heather Dreibold. Hi, Heather. Hi. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, I think we, I don't know if we've been playing email tag, but I've been playing email tag with somebody. But like, you know what? We should get the Cooley region on here because I love animals so much and people have to put up with my animal stories every once in a while on the show. And uh, as my dog is, is passed out on the other side of the studio here. Um, but, you know, Cooley region, humane societies, I, I feel like you guys, um, you might help be able to help the public here a little bit as we're all self-isolating and and, you know, quarantining ourselves. And I know my dog has been really beneficial to me. I had a guy text in, Gary texted in and said him and his dog are going for rides all over town. Um, But like, 
that's that's not quite the case. Like right, you you're you're still trying to vet people pretty well and 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 make sure that they're going to be good pet owners, right? We are. We're, our applications are still in place. We are really hopeful that we can get as many animals out the door as possible by early next week. Um, there's a couple of ways of getting us an application, so you can locate them on our website, or we have a drop box located outside of our building, and you can fill those out. You can either email them back to us, or you can drop them back in the drop box. We're processing those as we normally would. Um and then we're setting up appointments for you to come in and take a look at that animal, meet with it, and then hopefully take it home right then and there. Um, the goal is, again, to get as many animals out as possible, but we're also there for other things right now. We have <clears throat> some food that we can give away if people are in need. We have other resources for vet care if you're in need. Um, just give us a call. We're, we are taking only appointments at this time. But we definitely have a lot of different resources that we can help people with right now. Yeah, I guess that's something I didn't think about as because I have like a 50 pound bag of food in my garage right now that's just waiting for the to be eaten. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, you know, out of work or laid off a little bit or, or maybe just like unable to pay the bills are going to not only feed themselves, they have to feed their pet something so they can come to you for help, huh? They can. They can. Just give us a call. Again, we're not going to let you in the door unless you have an appointment, but we have multiple appointments available multiple times a day, and if it is a hardship for you to get to us and you need something, we have a couple of different individuals willing to drop it off at houses so that people can still keep their pets fed and safe, and they're really... They're really important right now. I mean, I know my two dogs are have been hanging out with me on the, while I'm working from home today, and they are very cutesy, so there's lots of little antics that they'll do that'll keep me smiling throughout the day. Yeah, the one thing that maybe for, in a, from an animal's point of view, the, the whole self-isolation thing and, and the with the coronavirus is, man, the dogs are like, wow, you, you've been home quite a bit, Mom. This is great. <laughs> like, this is awesome. All day, every day, I get pets all the time. But you're still trying yep. to do work, too, on the flip side. I, I am. However, um, they're definitely not going to let me forget about din- dinner time or breakfast. Those times are well announced here. Um, you guys I, I, the, you guys have 20 cats, six dogs, and then I was told you have six small animals, which she, she kind of listed, uh, you know, the, whoever I called there, uh, rabbits, guinea pigs, rats, mice, and maybe some other things. Um, in, uh, I don't know how long you've been there, but like, what's maybe the weirdest animal you've ever had at the Cooley Region Humane Society? Well, I think that the, it's been probably five years ago now, but we had a llama come in as picked up as a stray and it was running with a pink collar on it. So when the owners came back for it, they had a pink leash, leash to match that pink collar and it was it was hysterical, but very adorable. Well, wow, that's so. A llama was just out and about somewhere. Yeah, just running down the one of the county roads. <laughs> I, I did see a meme. I was talking earlier about memes. I did see a meme here. Uh, if with our social distancing, if we have to be, you know, next to other people, we need to be a full size and adult llamas apart from each other because a llama is about six feet long. That sounds good to me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now you had a, you had a pig in there not, not too long ago. I remember, I think, uh, one of my friends on Facebook was sharing it 
uh, sharing pictures of it, thinking about bringing a pig home. But you actually did bring the pig home for a while. How was that experience? Well, it was a baby, so it needed to be fed (laughs) throughout the night a couple of different times. And they also have a very distinct wake-up call for you to feed them. And surprisingly, I thought, well, it would be fine and not smell like a pig, but you, no matter what you do, they pigs smell like pigs. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what are you, a distinct wake-up call, are they just squealing and howling? That's yes. how, okay. Yes, it was squealing like a baby, feed me, feed me, and then you'd mix up its formula and it would just drink it down like a... Like a pig. And then go back to bed, yeah, just like a pig, and then go back to bed like an infant would. That's awesome. Um, you guys, you know, like you said, you're you're doing uh, again. I'm I'm speaking with uh, Heather Drivel, the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. You guys have, uh, you know, you're doing taking appointments. You know, only appointments. Obviously, people can't come in there. But if if somebody like, how does that work? Okay, I see. Uh, you, you got all your dogs and cats on the website, right? I imagine, and then yep. and then at at some point they take an appointment, and then they can kind of come in and. And, and hang out with that animal and then maybe possibly take it home to to give it a test drive, essentially, right? Is that how that works? Right, right. Um, we do have foster to adapt. So if you are unsure but you're interested in a particular animal, you would fill out our foster application, which is also listed on our website, um, come in, meet with that animal, and then take it home. And we give you a couple weeks to see how it's going. Our dog trainer is still, she's still taking emails, and she's still trying to assist folks that need help with training their dog during this time. This is a perfect time to train your dogs right now. You're home all the time. You can keep track of them. And we have resources for you as well. Yeah, I I saw one of my friends shared a, a picture of her puppy and with those those pee pads in the house all over the place, yeah. and she's like trying to potty train it. And then I had to like scold her a little bit. I was like, "Hey, this is not going to train your dog to, to potty train your dog. You're home all day. All you need to do is just take the dog outside. All you know, every yep. after every situation, so that it gets and then give it a treat every time it goes potty outside. So you can train dogs too. See that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've had quite a bit of experience with it, and, and then I, yeah, I like to pretend that I know quite a bit when it comes to uh, a lot of friends getting puppies right now. Do you are you seeing a lot more people try to come in and, and adopt right now, or are you still pretty steady or pretty? We're, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. Um, we've had a handful of adoptions each day, and um, we are getting a few phone calls with people needing to surrender their animals due to losing their job or losing their home right now, um, we're there. We And if it's a temporary fix and we can try to bridge that gap by helping you with necessities for those animals, that's what we want to do. We want to keep the animals with their original owners as much as possible. Okay. So, and yeah, on the, on the flip side too, along with people being hard up right now, and, and maybe able to come to you guys, the Cooley Region Humane Society, if I need to get food or I don't know what else, what else would you need to get from you guys? Well, we have a um, couple of different programs for vet care or veterinarian assistance. So if you are in an emergency situation and your animal needs to see a veterinarian, we have a couple of different programs that we can help you get into the vet clinic where we cover the majority of those costs. Okay, that okay, that makes sense. And then what I was getting to too is, you know, uh, people in need can come to you. But on the flip side, there might be people out there that are, you know, pretty well off that 
and this will be, you know, as many places that need donations right now, the Cooley Region Humane Society might need might need help too as well, right? We definitely do. Of course, you can mail in donations at any time. We have online donations on our website. We've had to cancel some of our upcoming fundraisers and kind of adjust how we're able to move forward with this. So donations are going to be more important than ever right now for us in keeping those animals safe and allowing our programs to continue for those that are truly in need. And, you know, as the the executive director of the Humane Society, obviously you love animals or you wouldn't be doing this, but how great is your job in the, in terms of you get to interact with animals all day? And, and I don't know, do you have any good, do you have any other funny stories about, you know, just an animal that's come in or were you really sad to see you're like, Oh, I, I don't actually want this dog to go, but he needs to get adopted, <laughs> but he's so cute. That happens all the time to me where I fall in love with them. Um, I usually end up falling in love with our office cats. They're usually a little shy when they come up to the front, and then we're trying to get them more socialized by being an office cat, and they usually come out of their shell. I fall in love with them. They do quirky little things. They'll knock things off of my desk or down off the shelf so they get attention, and I'm usually a little bit sad to see them go, but at the same time super happy that they found a good home. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right. Heather, did I forget anything? Do you need anything else that the, the public might need to know uh, when it, where, where it comes with animals right now? No, I think that just stay safe and give your pets all the love you can. Sure. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Heather. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Uh, that was Heather Drival, the executive director of the Cooley Region Humane Society. I know Eric probably wanted to talk to her, but it's always it's a little difficult to to, uh, to have the phone line the way it is here and do interviews. But Eric from Sparta, you're on with me. I know you probably wanted to talk to Heather, but um, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, this is Eric from Sparta. Yep. I was wondering, what is uh, Mayor Cabot or uh, <laughs> the local state representatives or the federal congressional representatives or the senators up to the White House? How come we don't, do not have these masks to put on your face and these blue gloves to wear you go, everybody's going around, and you see nobody's got anything on. This stuff is spreading like wildfire. Okay, um, that's actually not what we want people to do. The masks are in really short. <laughs> there's a shortage right now of those masks, and if you're healthy, you don't need to wear them. If you're sick, you should wear them. But also, if you're sick, you should be quarantined. You should be in your house. Sorry to say, it sounds insensitive a little bit, but like that's kind of how it's at. If you feel like you are sick, then then maybe you would wear a mask if you're going to go out. But if you also, if you feel you are sick, then you shouldn't go out. And if you need help, then hopefully you'd have friends, or you could probably call, uh, you know, uh, some of the groups out there and, and let them know that hey, I'm at home. I think you dial two one one is the number to dial if you were in need. But yeah. There's a shortage of masks. There's a shortage of all kinds of supplies. Everyone's getting it. Um, I think we're up to, I wrote these numbers down. There's a there's a website out there that just kind of keeps track of this. The population, uh, number of cases in, in the United States, I believe, is around 19,000 right now. So, um, yeah, I think we're in this for a long time, too. But, all right, we'll come back in a minute. We'll keep talking about this uh, when we, uh, right here on Wisdom. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple of minutes, nine, ten minutes left here. If you want to get in, 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford talk and text line. 
Uh, thanks for thanks to Luke Ackerson, fourth grade teacher at State Road Elementary, for joining us early earlier, and uh, executive director Heather Drivold with the Cooley Region Humane Society coming on and, and telling us what's going on over there. Um, I never did think of that. Like I, like if you need and and she brought it up. If you need help with your pets, feeding your pets, or maybe you have some kind of veterinary and veterinarian issue. Uh, you can contact the Cooley Region Humane Society, and they can they can point you in the right direction, or maybe they'll have something uh, some way to help you out. Sounds like if you needed food, they would have uh, some way to help you out feeding your feeding your pets. Um, yeah, they have about twenty cats. She said uh, six dogs and six small animals. Um, and the list I got there was rabbits, guinea pigs, rats, and mice. And I was like, rats? Like are you? Are those as pets, or does somebody come in and get a rat or a mouse and then feed it to their snake? And they're like, no, these are pets. So uh, if you want a pet mouse, a pet rat, <laughs> or a rabbit, or a guinea pig, or a cat or a dog, Cooley Region Humane Society has all those. And uh, they're doing by, by appointment only, so just Google uh, their number and, and check them out. And they're also looking for donations, too, as everybody seems to be right now, of course. Um, so... A couple other things. The U.S. tax filing deadline has been pushed back from April 15th to July 15th, in case you were wondering. Um, I still haven't done my taxes, and now I'm like, oh, good. I can put this off until July now. And uh, I thought we were doing note cards. Whatever happened to that idea where we just have a little note card and do a couple, put a couple of numbers in there and a couple of check boxes and mail it back or and, th- and that was it. We'd do our taxes. Whatever happened to that idea? I thought that was a, a thing we were going to do. It didn't turn out that way. I'm kind of disappointed because I keep putting off doing my taxes. Being you live in one state and work in another, it's super fun to do taxes. Like, really dread it. It's dreadful. Um, I, I found this website, and, and we were, this seems like we're never going to stop talking about this, and... Uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, but I did find this website which kind of keeps track of the numbers, v- very basic, broad numbers, uh, worldmeters.info. And uh, it just it just had the uh, number of people with coronavirus, the number of people that were um, infected, how many deaths there have been, and how many have recovered. So uh, I'll give those numbers in a minute. But number three is calling back. How's it going? Going good, going good. You got a pizza in the oven. See, I was wondering if you heard anything, what they're doing with the uh, homeless shelters, seeing there's only 10 people to be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, that's actually a a question I brought up with our news team just maybe maybe a day or two ago, and it was something that, you're right, I I do want to know what's going on there, because, I mean, it's getting warmer out, so maybe they don't have to go to the shelter to, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the homeless do once it gets warmer. Well, I went by Catholic Charities last yeah. night, and I'd say there was that hallway was plumb full of people and about ten people standing outside. So that was way over ten. Yeah. Some days when I'm done here and I, I get if I get out of here early enough, I'll, I'll see the line. I don't know exactly what time they go in. Must be like seven, seven thirty, and they're right. all waiting outside. And it did get me thinking. Like, hey, what what is going to happen here? We're you know, and in 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 the jail population is kind of a thing too. Like the they're in places they're letting people with you know kind of minimal crimes out of jail because 
if somebody gets this in the jail, the whole jail is going to get it eventually. The way the way this thing right. spreads. Um, right. But yeah, that's a great question. I, I did I did take a picture of. What's that? They will probably end up putting all those people in the Holiday Inn. Well, at least they can they can be isolated in rooms there as opposed to having like an open air facility like that. Yeah, but that's a good question. You find you work on that this weekend. I will. I will. Okay, Actually, but nobody be open. But try it Monday. Yeah. Well, there. I, I I would say I'm guessing Catholic charities would probably be open on the weekends. Maybe they're not taking calls, but though they probably take calls too. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a great question, and and one I posed is and I. As I I have seen people waiting outside the warming shelter there on um, what is it Third Street and waiting to get in and it's obviously you know congregation of ten fifteen people waiting to get in there and and then what happens like th- does that have to change are they ch- are they taking steps there you know obviously there's th- you can't deny them to come in because then where are they going to go so yeah great question. Um, yeah, and what, just getting back to these numbers, uh, and and just my my thoughts on on how long we're going to have to do this. If there's there's eight, if there's about nineteen thousand cases right now in the United States, the population is three hundred twenty seven million, and if we're going to have to social distance, and and get through this, we're trying to limit the amount of people that would actually have to go to the hospital because that the hospitals would have to be overwhelmed. Uh, we might be we might be at this for a while. I'm I'm not thinking summer. I'm thinking maybe longer than that. But that's just my uneducated guess by looking at the numbers. Obviously, this thing, the numbers jump too. So I don't know. Kind of scary. Terrible note to end the show on. But that's how I'm doing it. Thanks. Have a good weekend, guys.